0: We're rolling. Oh, there we go. Neil. Yes, sir. What show number is this?
1: 389.
2: Uh, Three my lucky hundred and
0: number. 89 shows ben of old the. lucky number. Lucky the number. number. Radio show. <laughs> I'm pissing in the wigs. I've got no idea. <laughs> I think it's more like 390 something. Um, Help wanted. Help wanted. At the boardroom. Hey. Come get a job. If you uh, like building skateboards, maybe you should come down here and check us out. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the oh. Off the Lip Are you Radio the Show. show? my, I my forgot, we got microphones uh show honor? number 390 today we have neil a great guest third yeah. time i yeah. think on the show right jeff
2: oh you No, yeah, you're you know, third time for you yes uh actually i think it's four four wayne lynch yeah. when you guys run out of content you call me We're always <laughs> like <laughs>
0: neil what are we gonna do this week let's call jeff <laughs> go jeff <laughs> <He's>
1: got, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, the last, the time we, of the well, last
0: time we, last time said no until I met, until I mentioned Wayne Lynch. Oh fuck! <laughs> well, the Wayne Lynch show was awesome. That was great having you. Uh, again, everybody, Jeff Denholm's here, um, uh, a Patagonia Tough. ambassador, uh, we big know. wave surfer, paddler, waterman, skier, uh, restaurateur, uh, entrepreneur. Where do we start, man? Wow. I don't know.
2: Where do you want to start? Where most, you been? What have you been doing? Yeah, what, what Do you, you want to know what you've been doing? Yeah. Let's start, do what I've start been, with that. I've been living and breathing. Um, Wildland firefighting, Uh, and uh, for a good reason. You know, first of all, I've been I'm like the train's running downhill, and I invested a bunch of money from some really rich people, and they expect me to convert. So uh, my my balls are on the line, and these wildfires are getting worse and worse and worse every year, and um, so we created a technology that's retardant, that's non toxic, and um, exponentially better at putting out fires than the existing stuff. Uh, the stuff we're using now is old, antiquated uh, technology that's not working in the face of the new mega-super wildfires. And every year that's gone by after I started this business, the, the it's just reinforced um, the reason why I got into it to begin with. And it's a big deal. I, I mean, you think icebergs melting are bad, the fires. F- so global firefighting statistics are that they're going to go up 10x in the next 30 years. Last year, 20 million acres burned. In the world, fifteen million of them. In well, Australia. It, it,
0: before you jump in, the, the retardant that we see here commonly is that red stuff, right? Red it's, stuff. Is yours red? No. What color is yours? Clear.
2: It's so clear. It's, it's called a water enhancement technology, and we branded it Strong Water, which is um, kind of like this I mean, stuff. It's a long ass. Yeah, kind of like that. Huh. It, it's uh, it phase changes in un, in viscosity under pressure, so it can be pumped through hoses and lines, which is a big deal. There's no oil in it, so it's not slippery. And it's biodegradable. Something all vegetable-based stuff. And it's slippery for the firefighter sh- not being slippery. Yeah, that's important. And mm-hmm. so we're going after the aviation market first now. Uh, we spent many years beating our head against um, the domestic market here in the United States against entrenched status quo that's been at it for a long time, selling old technologies. And we just saw an opportunity for advancement. A d- a, you know, a, quite frankly, um, a huge demand for advancement. It's critical. That we get to a point where we can start to um, to slow these things down because or they're they're bad. You know, the Amazon, every year goes by, they they the fire stats go up, they triple. <laughs> right. And, and it's it's here in California, it means a lot of people losing their homes and a lot of people losing their lives. But when you look at it um, from an environmental perspective, it's they're, they're killing the lungs of our planet, and they're putting up so much CO two. So in, in Napa, in two thousand uh, 18 during the Napa fires, they did a, a study on CO2 output one day at the peak of the Napa fires, um, where this produced the same amount of CO2 as all the cars in California for the year. Really? Wow. Right? And that's the Napa fire. So that was one-tenth as large as the fires that ravaged Australia and, last year. And then throw so the Paradise about, fire on there. So CO2, if you believe in you know, human-caused climate change, CO2 is the, the, you know, the, the issue. And that, and by the way, trees absorb CO two. Hmm. So it's like dominoes right now. What are do you doing, Neil? He's playing around with that stuff. Hey, what's the Neil's name? What's, OCD, what's the name of it? By the way, Can We get, What's the and name he, of the company? We went to Oxford. Huh? What's the name of your company? Uh, Atira Systems, and our product called Strongwater Water Technology. So Strong. Uh, I used to be a surfer and an athlete. No. <laughs> no. Now <laughs> you're right. now you're a businessman. I'm a jockey. No, I have hands like.
1: Our government doesn't has. They have no desire to change what's what they're throwing well, on the earth i
2: wouldn't say that i'm not going to square up okay at there are, they're doing the best they can with what they have there's been a lot of momentum and investment in the in the status quo and it's what they've got now and so we're just simply all what we're at and what we're about is at advancing the industry and there's a huge need the, the problems are worse the fires are different and so we need to innovate, and so that's why why we exist.
0: How come I don't hear about um, uh, the, the current retardant they're using now? Why isn't it more prevalent in, in the media that it's destroying the environment as bad as it is?
2: Yeah, I, you know, and I'm not out to just point fingers and say you guys are bad. They're using what they have, right? And they're doing the best they can, and firefighters are our heroes. But um, it's old technology that was designed um, to be used in a certain capacity, it, that it's not being used in now. It's being used in direct attack for suppression on a fire. When it was originally designed to be sprayed on dry ground and to create a fire break, it's called a long-term retardant. And so we've created a product called Strong Water that's water enhancement technology. It's a gelatinous product. It increases the viscosity of water. It wraps and clings and smothers. Hmm. And then we've partnered with Erickson Aviation. They're, they're a um, big multinational private firefighting contractor and they own a bunch of helicopters they have this Sikorsky um, S-64 helicopter that lifts 3,000 gallons of water so they lift the most amount of water out there my product increases water's potential to suppress fire by 10x Hmm. so now there's 30,000 gallons per drop of suppression capacity which is unparalleled
0: you were saying earlier how the helicopters have a way better target uh, percentage, well, I mean, right? One of
2: the deals is so the, we've invested all this money in fixed-wing aircraft to spray a retardant that was never made to be directly sprayed on fire, and they're flying fast, high, and fast. And this stuff's vaporizing from the superheated fires, and it's not putting the fires out. And so, with a helicopter, you can b- take a more strategic, targeted approach, flying low and slow into the heat of the fire. Erickson's investing in um, technology I can't talk about now, but that will increase their ability to be more um targeted with our product in the water into the hottest part of the fire and things like that. Is the that.
1: cost of the your product about the same yeah it it's is
2: actually less and it does more it's actually more effective so they're going to spend less Is the
1: fire departments across the state like just to take california for example fire our fire our depar- fire departments I taking note of your product yeah they've well, tried to push with it?
2: them. i've worked with them and in san bernardino county is the largest um fire it's the largest county in america and Shane, Battalion Chief Shane Glaze down there is a good friend of mine. He's a big believer. They've been buying our product. He was an early adopter. And, um, and he's got 22,000 square miles of, of land that he's responsible for. And two million people live in that county. And so um, he was looking for products and technologies, a young guy and a forward thinking guy. And so they got on board. But after, I mean, it was a, it was, we're a startup company in a, a unique industry. Um, In Silicon Valley, trying to raise money from guys that invest in Twitter and the latest tech rage. And so I'm a material science going into a Mm. government, a B to G industry, business to government, which most investors don't like because they know how the government works. And so what we found is, well, actually, I was approached by um, a ranger that I've been working with for a couple of years, this guy, Sean Wilmore in Australia. He's an incredible guy runs at the Thin Green Line. It's an international ranger foundation that raises money to support rangers' families who have been killed in the line of duty. These guys work, there's rangers all over the world, and in Africa, they're protecting species of animals in territories that are run by thugs with machine guns, and they get murdered mm-hmm. because uh, these animals are being poached for money, Right. and so he set up a foundation to protect them. Right. He happens to have really high-level contact with the agencies in Australia, and after they got their ass kicked last year, um by it's, fires it's on it's on right, I mean, erickson's right. speaking for us now and my business has gone from zero to like we're on the autobahn now i was did at a chevy chevette on a dirt road last year <laughs> now, uh, i'm in a lambo nice <laughs> can we talk about your uh, anniversary of patagonia you signed the new did you sign a new deal 14 years yeah, yeah i ones. one yeah they, i don't know what the hell's wrong with them but they keep signing uh, why they, why they it, sign you up for i, I <laughs> um, and as
0: an ambassador for Patagonia, yeah. what does that entail? Because yeah. that's an interesting uh, title.
2: Well, I mean, if you look at our surf team, it entails um, a disposition to wanting to kill yourself in big waves because we've got so many gnarly big – I mean, Cole, Ramon, Wayne Lynch, Jerry Lopez, who, you know, was like giving more flesh to Pipeline than probably any other surfer. And they just stack. The Molloys are all badass. They're just kind of a salty, it's a salty, tough crew. Huh. And the company's always, um, is they've branded themselves through the um, prowess and, and uh, performance of athletes for a long time. The founder of the company, Yvonne Shenard, was a pioneer in big wall climbing, right. building and developing and designing tools to climb these big walls, living in a van in Yosemite. And, so, and that is really what gave the brand its... Iconic core status, and so they've continued that sort of mission statement, in that the athletes drive the brand. What is
1: your What is your What is your job with them? What do you have? What, you requ- uh, what are you What you required well, to do? A really, I'm a
2: long distance paddleboarder. I used to do a lot of that. I'm kind of broken down now, and I've been again. I'm an entrepreneur. A lot of my time spent doing that and surfing to the best of my ability with one arm. I, you know, I developed. I think what Yvonne likes about me, I don't know. I'm speaking out of line here, but um, he's an innovative guy, and I lost my arm. Fishing boat in Alaska, and I had to reinvent the wheel and create my own tools to continue to uh, perform at a sport that I enjoyed. Right. And y- so, y- he's go- and you know he only had any one arm? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of every time, four times. They have a short memories. And I'm the guy with the I'm the you guy with the head. You believe injuries. it? you guys only has one arm. I'm the guy with the head injuries.
1: <laughs>
0: oh We're man. That's, well, you know, I gotta say something. I thought about you because, uh, and I'm sure you must have had an emotional thought about this, but um, in the Santa Monica protest, they looted the Patagonia store.
2: Yeah, they looted four of our stores: Reno, Seattle, New York, and Santa Monica.
0: And and, and it really it really got White me. White kids. Yeah, well, Did you see it, the videos. No, yeah. I saw. Well, I saw the um a couple. I, 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 this is again we talked about this, I think earlier on the Local show. Local surfers. Yeah, like uh, one of the guys that I saw in Santa Monica, I heard later he had like a surf school or something. But um, I thought to myself when I saw that, like, here's a company that really gives back, you know, and uh, oh, Gives and wow. back. I
2: mean, we've launched they. Funded thousands of nonprofits that are environmentally centric, and the amount of money that the company donates and allocates to the environmental crisis is unprecedented in the clothing industry, anyway. Um, and they started out a grassroots business in the back of a van forging climbing equipment, and now they're a, a multinational powerhouse that's I mean, their entire mission statement is to make money to give it away.
0: Did that get you emotional when you saw that? Did you you actually see it Yeah, well, you
2: know, I'm just glad no one got hurt. I mean, that's what... Rose Macario, uh, the CEO, sent out a message and informed us all what happened. And we're just happy. You know, look, this is just in the heat of the moment. Bad stuff happens, and we're just glad nobody got hurt. No employees got hurt. Um, Obviously, people need to be held accountable, but... You know, yeah. in, in the context of what's going on in the country, the fact that a few Patagonia stores got knocked off is really not a big I deal. I agree
0: with that, but I was <laughs> right. a little sad to see. Yeah. You know, I felt I was yeah, like, wow. it's
2: just people. Chaos breeds opportunity. Um,
0: I also saw that um, uh, there's been a few people in Southern California who done investigative work on their own and got some surfboards back. From Patagonia. From Patagonia, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They actually caught some
2: of
1: the people. Yeah. Which I we was should set him up with a pro
2: account. <laughs>
1: it, are you still making your own prosthetics for the for the sports I do, that you, you do? You know
2: my pal arms, and I mean, am actually thinking about I shouldn't be, but I'm think, I, mo- I moved up to Bonnie Doon a couple of years ago, and drive. I drive. by I have an old I used to dirt bikes and mountain bikes when I was young, and so I'm a bike guy. It's been a long time. And riding a bike with one arm and my ego is a, is a bad combination. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually thinking about d- building an arm with a shock. I've got a halfway design. I'm working with Fox. I was down in Watsonville talking to the guys at the Fox factory down there yesterday. And I'm thinking about getting back on the bike. And the bikes are a lot better now than, than I than, uh, I used to ride. So maybe I won't get hurt. You know, it's, it's <laughs> amazing
0: because um, – I've seen you paddle in races. I, I, do, you know, I do a lot of the boat stuff, and, and I love being involved in the races. You paddle fast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get through the water. It's
2: amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, how far along in evolution are you in making? It's done. I've reached the apex of what I think I can create for paddling. Like, there's no moving parts are going to work. There's no springs and levers. And, and it's just lightweight, streamlined carbon fiber with good adhesion. And I have this suction technology with glue that i actually use it's a medical skin grade glue that i glue on there it goes under a wetsuit to keep the water out and i've got to a point where it's about as far as it's going to go and it's it's helped me every year i you know as as those things evolved you know i lost my arm in 1993 and i started making arms to surf immediately Mm -hmm. right and um it's come a long, long way, but I... I is, is a
0: paddle arm different than a surfing arm?
2: Yeah, the paddle, bl- the, the socket that goes on my arm that I glue on is the same, and then there's these interchangeable blades, and so for paddle boarding, I use a carbon blade that's longer and wider because there's less resistance on a paddle board. The problem is I can, I'm limited to the amount of surface area that pulls water because it tears the glue off, mm. so if it's too powerful and it's too long, I can't get it out of the water, so everybody's like, why don't you make it long, and... Why don't you put this spring on it and pop up and that? I'm like, all right, you know, I've thought about it all. You know, I'm not a genius, but I'm re- right. reasonably uh, attuned to what I need to do and develop. So,
0: so you have the maximum surface area to keep it glued on. Yep. Right. And
2: with a surfing arm, the tip of the blade is is uh, urethane, and so it sticks. Uh, push it down on the board. I push up with one arm, but I stabilize with my right arm. Whereas, like Bethany Hamilton, she's got hurt. she lost her arm at the shoulder, mm-hmm. so she can't use a. Device. And she yeah. has a handle that yeah. helps her. You yeah. know, that's for duck diving, and um, it's real helpful for duck diving, whereas I can stabilize, and I've got you know, probably a stronger arm than her, my left arm. But So she's a goofy foot, I'm a goofy foot, and she's missing her left arm. And so her get-up is a little – her right arm can push her up high enough to get her right – right leg under her arm mm. whereas me i'm pushing up i have to get my 34 inch inseam under a short arm so taking off is the hardest thing for me i can paddle as well as most average surfers and you know um so it's that critical moment of the takeoff and i ride okay for an east coast boy you know a good balance hockey player blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. but it's that get up it's always been challenging and it's so ha- are
1: you having to go with a certain board board size
2: can you go no, short I board my smallest board's six two i'm kind you know, like you know, well, for you're a big guy. That's a, a ten, small board. Ten, ten, a ten, ten gun.
0: Do people in similar situations call you for advice on how to get back in the water? Have you had people Lots of contact ones. you? Because I mean, not, and
2: it's not just water. I'm, I'm contacted all the time. It's this hockey player went to Tufts University, Boston, where I played hockey. Um, I didn't play at Tufts, but Boston boy. He um, actually grew up in Texas. But uh, one of the, the CEO of CCM, it's a big hockey manufacturer, contacted me and said, "Hey, we got a kid." Stud athlete got electrocuted, lost his hand, he's really bummed out. Talk to him. I get, I've had 50 plus of those in my life. Hmm. They reach out, and it's not necessarily about surfing, but it's about the psychological aspect. Yeah, it's just about hitting them up and saying, Hey, man, look, look what can be done. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot did of you, times, most often, it's their family that's you, really, you know, you, you know well, I, th- 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 sh- real, real quick, shocked. when uh, you uh, last time we were on the
0: show, you said that you went to Australia because you were like not sure of yourself
2: well no that wasn't it it was because i so my first surf trip with one arm was the southern coast of australia because i'd read i'm a huge wayne lynch fan and i'm a, kind of this recluse and i you know, worked in alaska as a mariner and i've been all through these fringe zones and here he is in this hostel and i grew up with cold water so it doesn't scare me i so the southern ocean i went down there because i wanted to go kind of be alone and not in this Santa Cruz, it's like competing mm-hmm. with, you know, like Barney, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rest his soul, mm-hmm. or guys like that. So I went down there to be alone and to also follow Wayne Lynch's footsteps. And I rented a van and wanted a surf trip through Vico. And these guys took me in. I mean, that was so classic. I mean, there's amazing stories. I go on and on and on and on about these <laughs> underground. Like, I went to the, this surf shop in Port Campbell. I pulled in the town and I sat down at the pie shop across the street. And eating a meat pie and these guys sitting on a table, these rough looking guys in front of a surf shop. And it's like a one horse town, Port Campbell out in the (laughs) Otway Peninsula in Western Victoria, where right near Easter Reef, which is a big wave. And I've been surfing this beach break called Gibson Steps. And there was a guy up on the cliff. I could see him way up there. And he was watching me. And I came back to town. He's like, hey, mate. Was that you on the mile out at Gibbo's? And I'm like, <laughs> I look over my shoulder and I look back. I go me and he's like, yeah, you mate. Was that you on the mile out of Gibbo's getting your ass kicked? I'm like, he was serving Gibson steps. And he's like, yeah, you, I'm like, yeah, that was me. He's like, oh, Mike, come on over. And that was just the beginning of an Odyssey. I mean, like, I walked in the surf shop, the smallest board was seven six, and it went up to like ten sixes. It were all guns. Mm. And I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> was here we go. Was fine then, like <laughs> two weeks later, <laughs> yeah, the guy goes, like, I'm a yank, right? So like I don't know, he figured I was good at math. I don't know what. He goes, Hey mate, all my friends are fuck ups. He goes, I gotta go see my lady in Apollo Bay. He goes, You you know how to run a cash register? I'm like, I I can figure it out. So literally I'm in this town two weeks, and the guys give me the keys to a surf shop. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. And see, so, so was, was it, you know, did you find Wayne Lynch on that trip? His Phil Daffy was his name, and it was this whole crew. Yes, I did find Wayne. And these guys were all mentored by Wayne. And I surfed some of these legendary Mr. Reefs. Like first of all, a lot of cliffs there. So I'm like one arm and these guys would carry my board down. Did you have a prosthetic- and I was like repelling down cliffs with one arm. <laughs> like looking at giant surf going like, all right. I wasn't even remotely afraid of the surf because I figured I'm gonna die on the <laughs> cliff <laughs> The oh, who, my God. Did you have a prosthetic at that time? Or just yes. You, know you did? No, I immediately – it wasn't it didn't have glue, so it wasn't right. staying on as much. And I had to wear – I had these wetsuits with, like, seven mil arms for suspension to keep it stuck on there. But it would just burger my arm, and it would flop around. It was nowhere near as
1: – Those guys didn't even notice. They d- they just dragged you along. Oh, well, they
2: noticed. I wanted but they just dragged me around. They were right. like, oh, we're taking you in, or you're going to die. Right. You know? We're going to help this guy. Wow. <laughs> <For a sepo. laughs> huh.
0: and, uh And how long were you down there for?
2: That trip was three months, man. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 1995. Hmm. I drove a van. I rented it, and I drove all the way down to Cactus and back, which is another heavy left-hander. All these lefts, I was looking for lefts.
0: It's yeah. funny because how you thought of Wayne Lynch is how I thought of Wayne Lynch. And on the show when, when we Adventure, were there, man. I yeah. told him the same thing. I'm like, dude, I wanted to be Wayne Lynch growing up. Yeah. You know, well, it's
2: he's re- I don't know if So for me, it was you know from the East Coast. I didn't grow up in surf culture, but I got – a surfer's journal early on right after i lost my arm and i read this really well written story of his adventure on the sailboat and sailing in the southern ocean and going out to king island and being a mariner myself it really the boat stuff resonated with me and then just mm. knowing how isolated it was and then like reading the just the way he, he framed things i was like it was mystified by it so as soon as i i w- was my first trip hmm. with one arm
0: wow yeah in search of Wayne Lynch. Both you guys. Both you. Yeah, we, we, no. Both you guys. Hey, when I met Wayne
2: Lynch, I was just like, you ah. yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and you were
0: one of the first guys. I so I moved here, and I and like I knew very few people.
2: Kevin Butler was one, and he introduced us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. A Long time ago. And what year was that? 2008. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I
2: moved here in October 2008 from Maui, and wow. I've been living in Maui for four years. Right. Before that. And you were going to open a restaurant here originally. Yeah. That I was didn't go c- through, yeah, and then yeah. I got into the fire thing. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: And uh, it. it the investment in the fire thing is it still coming along right now it's is it really
2: kicking into high gear now because of australia these all, i got a couple aussies came in for a big chunk and i'm dealing with some philanthropic they've got a bunch of private money put aside now to help solve the fire they got a bitch slap last year unfortunately right you know and one so thing the about private it, sector stepping up i
0: feel like with what your product is and with the fact that in california we're building in fire country homes everywhere now your product could save property because of the pinpoint accuracy of right. putting it there yeah
2: and you know look i don't want to sound cynical but i didn't get into this to save millionaires houses in malibu they've got insurance and they shouldn't be building their houses in half the places they are and the industry the, the construction industry needs to wake up and the insurance companies say okay you want to build your house in a canyon that's a friggin' chimney in a state that burns every five years or a county that burns every five years then it's got to be made out of fire Stuff that right. doesn't need a firefighter to come risk his life, right. to protect their friggin' mm-hmm. home, right? Because they'll,
1: they'll, build every, they will rebuild it immediately, but uh, to the at the loss of a firefighter. In 2018, right. there
2: were 14 billion dollars in insured losses in California.
1: Right. 14 billion dollars. 14
2: billion in insured losses.
0: Wow.
1: California.
2: Let's pick another sport. I'm gonna pick another sport. You ready,
1: TC? All right. I'm time. picking another sport. I'm going <laughs> snowboarding. Okay. Okay. last time he came on the show, yes, he was a fucked up mess. Cause okay, brain I was brain, what well, you're skiing, skiing, I yeah. Snowboard too, skiing? But I, I gave up snowboarding a long time right. ago. It's a pain your, in my Your ass brain of was arm. like Swiss cheese. You were, you know, well, you had a bad concussion, right?
2: Yep. Uh, so February 2017, uh, Squaw Valley, powder day, yeah, and um, ripping a line with some buddies, some really good skiers, and I got clipped from behind by one of them. We were skiing too close, too fast, and I tomahawked through rocks fractured my skull, broke my back, helped another, another flight, helicopter, helicopter ride. run, and um, right to Reno. And I'll tell you what, I, I've, been, I've had a lot of injuries in my life because I'm an idiot, and uh, this was the worst. I mean, it, it triggered you- depression. It, I had vertigo, nausea, and chronic fatigue symptoms from it for at least two years, and like half a year ago. Yeah, it just and like the doctor said, it's going to be two to three years. This neurosurgeon was that accident just shut off. Was that
1: accident worse than your the one on your arm?
2: Really? Yeah, I mean, though the the, the symptoms are 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 maybe not. I mean, obviously, I've got one arm, right, so it's a pain in the ass. But I've adapted, and the psychological aspect of a brain injury like that. And you could ask Sean Dollar. You could ask any of these guys that take big hits. It's challenging. I mean, when your head spun, my arm was off, but my brain worked. But when your brain's not functioning and you're responsible for running a business and you're under stress and it's just a it's a real it's friggin outer space. It's weird stuff. Yeah. It's, I don't right. wish mm-hmm. it on anybody. And, you know, when you're looking in the mirror and you're reasonably articulate guy and you're slurring your words and you're like, holy shit, am I going to be like this forever? And then again, and even at the time you're, I didn't realize how much I was compromised until I got better. And I looked back and said, wow, I was really dumbed down. I was in a fog. My, my noise would set me off. Lights would set me off. And I got, went through a first time ever in my life, depre- real depression. And it was only a few months. And, um, it forced me to, get to some counseling and deal with a lot of demons that have probably been in my closet for a long time so it it lifted me up but it was irrational for me right weird stuff
1: did did um now when you ski or when you surf or any other sport that you take part in are are you reducing the risk of hurting your your head again or are you still riding you know (laughs) big waves and (laughs) I mean, how much did you, did you listen to yourself? I'm
2: trying. I keep every year, I got to find something. I got to find, I got to go, I got to start, I got to be a one arm drummer. I, I gotta mean, do something. I got to find a <laughs> passion. I mean, look <laughs> at you riding a bike. I
1: mean, you're riding a bike, right? You're gonna, you going to, you want to ride it back again.
2: But yeah. Okay. The problem with me is I get on the bike and I just like my CR250 all over again. I just want to go, Bleh! so I'm a little nervous about that. But no, I'm not dialing it back. I, I, I say I'm going to, and then the buoys hit 20 at 20 and I'm frothing. And hmm. I can fly at My wave, these like, I don't surf, ma- I haven't surfed Mavs in forever, and it's backside for me, and it's tough, and those guys don't need my ass in the way. But I surf Carmel Point. Um, shit. All right, guys, sorry. Sorry about and, that. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll I surf we'll the Outer Reefs in Oahu a lot now. I fly over there for the Outer Reefs. I've got really good support. The boys at Cole and all those guys with skis, and I can just get off the plane and go out and surf these bombs with no one in the way. Like, last year, I got to surf with John John. It was me. And, like, five guys, and I'm in the lineup with 40, 50-foot perfect waves, and I'm sitting next to John John.
0: Didn't he How tell I, you to go on one? Huh? Didn't he <laughs> say go? <laughs> he gave you one, huh?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. I mean, just even to be – you know, that's what's so unique about surfing that I really appreciate is that, like, can you uh, Are, are – you're a basketball player. Are you going to be on the court with LeBron right. when it's on? Right. When it's game time? Right. No. No, you're not. But, like, in surfing? Yep. You, you can know, do- if you've got the pluck and you want to charge – you're gonna be, you can be surrounded by guys that are great. Yeah, that just is unique to the sport. Uh, it's humbling. It's right. cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Skiing, you can't do that. Well, Yeah, you can't. You yeah, I, well, I mean, I'm well, a decent skier. And right.
2: I, I hang with guys that are pros, and they, you know, I try to keep. I'm the caboose now, and I've been skiing since I was two.
0: Hey, I love being the caboose. Yeah. I always, am like, you, walk, you guys go
2: ahead. Yeah. Set the line. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'll <laughs> <laughs> take my time. <laughs> I hit every jump. You
2: know, like, oh yeah, you guys go. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I moved here is just um, I was living in Maui and dipping into the Bay Area. And I love music and the the whole history of music here. But having like big, perfect waves and the Sierras and then an airport within 40 minutes of my house where I could get to Utah or Wyoming within an hour and a half. There's nowhere better. I mean, this in is like action sports. Finances for your business, world. too. Right. Business, hospitals. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nowhere better for an action there's sports athlete a, in
1: the world. TC, the top three toughest guys that have been on our show are? I got th- I got the top three. Um, uh, Well, I'm going to say VC. Oh, you went VC?
0: Okay. Well, only because of his, his history and, right. and, 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 and the mayor. Yep. You know, like he was the mayor, so VC. I, I, I got to give to Jeff because he's, I, I feel like you're very brave based on um, w- what you've been dealt. So I'm going to give – Jeff, uh, credit and slide him in there because of your
1: adventures. Wayne Lynch. And then Wayne Lynch. And one more. I got one more, I think. I one, I'm, I'm going to okay. add one more. Uh, Chris Burdish. Well, Burdish. Ah, oh, Birdie. Yeah, you can't that go. Yeah. guy's
2: so gnarly. Right? No. I, mean, sure. I mean, he lives what in, in Monterey yeah. now. I, I, went oh, yeah. down, I went down saw him two weeks ago. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, tell him I said hi if you see me. Uh-oh. I got to look him up. We get along really well. He's a sweetheart, first of all. He's so he's humble, a gentleman. Yeah, well, such a gentleman, but like uh, and a badass and a, and a
0: daredevil. So
2: uh, like so Christian Bird he's a he's a surfer he's from South Africa, really articulate, humble guy. Yeah, and um, you know like Mavericks is one thing, but this guy decided one day that he was going to paddle across the Atlantic Ocean on a stand-up paddleboard, which is kind of like a semi-boat paddleboard. And oh, by the way. He was gonna do it alone, yeah, with no escort. And oh, by the way, he did it. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, it, no one's ever like that's beyond crazy well, Yeah.
0: To me, paddling the is gnarly. You know what I mean? I've but the, but so a a big, the you know, I know, but that's but that's a big across the Atlantic. I know. Story.
1: If you listen to the story of what happened to him yeah. in the dangerous moment, it wasn't just an easy paddle. <laughs> the dangerous moments of when he got tipped, boat got tipped over. Yeah. You know, he got hooked up hooked to a by a giant squid. And he was underwater, held underwater. I mean, it was just uh, dude. You're like, wh- and he and by himself. And you've got no help. You can't. No, yeah, you, no, there it's ain't no
2: helicopter. I mean, I, honestly, solo, I feel like it right? was I've like solo. free solo. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Alex Henold. Nah, so that's on There's the a tuck. He's yeah. all alone with no ropes. But this guy's in the Atlantic. Well, yeah. all alone yeah. <laughs> with no ropes. If Alex falls, they're gonna come. He'll be in a he'll be in a body bag within a half an hour. That they'll never find Chris. Right, Chris. He would have yeah. been gone. We lost him.
0: Well, I did hear a great story that he was saying on that trip that he was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and a yacht pulled up next to him. They're like, what are you doing out here? You need help? and No, and they ended up giving him some money for the cause because he was raising money yeah. for something along I'm the way. I'm
2: surprised he didn't get a beer yeah. on him. Is it, is, <laughs> yeah. can you go mad Find <laughs> a guy on a paddleboard I in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I was
1: at Santa Cruz Waves office over here that one day I talked to him about a week before he was going to go. He, I talked to him on Skype. When I hang the phone up. I go, you know what? That's the last time (laughs) I'm ever going to talk to that guy. (laughs) I swear to God. Why? Why? Padding across the Atlantic on a fucking paddleboard by yourself? Dude. I figured that was the last time I was gonna see that guy. Oh, you know, four Yeah, oh, all right. I figured sorry, that was the last saying, time. No, I... It's kind of like paddling an MG
0: midget across the Atlantic. Yeah. You know, it's like it's just insane. <laughs> it's like those insane. wingsuit guys. You're like, hey, you see,
1: <laughs> you know Matt Rosado, that yeah, yeah. guy, right? Oh, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, right? Every time you see him, you're like, oh, dude, you're still alive. Well, yeah. that's
0: another badass. All right. Matt, he, Matt's a, a lot wingsuiter. Of the guys, so those
2: guys aren't. I mean. No,
0: well, he went to Austria on a trip uh, about five years ago or four years ago, and they had to leave because they lost like three people on that trip.
2: You know, and so. The I mean, there was a guys. period where we lost a few ambassadors. Uh, the Tahoe area got hit so hard with McConkey, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, you know the more a lot, just a lot of loss up there. And it the was wingsuit guys and um, skiers. It was a, like a five-year period. Arnie Baxter, I'm a good friend of mine, another Patagonian ambassador, fell to his death in a ski mountain accident. Dave Rosenbarger, who was on that expedition died with him Kip Gar who's a, f- a guy from the East Coast New Hampshire guy all elite level skiers all three of them dead within a few years we're all based here It mm. was a few f- tough few years up there and there a bunch of them were wingsuit guys and skiers you know right JT's a good friend of mine JT Holmes he's a pioneer who
0: bungeed off the bridge on Donner Summit and then hit some that was a somebody that was a big skier too Die? I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan Osman. I'm not, I, I, I don't want to. Well, I, Dan I, yeah.
2: Osman was this madman. who used to hang out with Miles Dasher and all those pioneers, you know, JT and all those guys that were um, base jumping off of the Twin Falls Bridge in Idaho. That was kind of like the original hotbed for that craziness. And then a bunch of them just happened to live in Tahoe
0: you going to do that stuff? No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah? Right? yeah? Jumping out of planes and wingsuits?
1: No, I'm good. I'm not opposed to it, but I don't, I'm, uh, you know, whatever. I'm going to ask this because a lot of people who are watching a like Santa Cruz Waves audience are going to want to know why, what happened to your arm. I've heard the story. But, then, but it's a story that is truly remarkable. Well, so I, I think for people maybe seeing at home. You know, it was a, just
2: another day on the Bering Sea, mate dude well, you know i was an emt on that on the boats i mean we it was a bloody mess back there in the late 80s early 90s so i worked at real quick real summer quick. job i was in college you know on the right path and i was 26 when i lost my arm and but i started working up on the i i spent a summer up there fishing and just basically said look out view of the mountains and the, i'd never been to alaska obviously i'm from the east coast and I was just blown away, and I'm like dropped out of college and decided I was just gonna try to get my pilot's license and work on the boats and just live this life of adventure. And I was five years in, and in the engine room. Uh, How far out were you in the Bering Sea? 500 miles way out off the Spruille in the northeastern quadrant of the Bering, and heavy seas, and got knocked and fell and sucked into a drive shaft and ripped my arm off, severed my brachial. I had to clamp my, had to clamp the brachial and. Um, called my parents on the Sat phone. They were in Maine and said, "Kind of goodbye." Like I didn't think I was gonna make it. They flew to Seattle and beat me there. It was a long extraction to get me off that boat into a hospital with medical. So you had therapy. to go from
1: you had to go from the boat. How long did the boat journey back to where? The
2: boat, the helicopter to a jet to refuel to Seattle. I think it was like 18 plus hours. I don't uh, know and how actually. how did how come you didn't die of shock? I don't know. I just stayed with it. I was tuned in and um you really focused it's like you, you know, i was getting weaker because i was bleeding more you know as it went along we had most of, we had a tourniquet around my shoulder um but i i don't know i can't answer that right i, I just pulled it i don't well, know
0: y- you were saying once when i talked to you that there was a crew member that really helped you out
2: yeah my buddy pat hutton He was this wyoming samoan <laughs> pat was 5,10, 320 solid muscle and I used to, I used to, uh, like, I used to take him on. He's like a force of nature. I was the only guy on the boat. I met mean, back. I was like 210, but I was a strong kid too. But I used to fight him because he was like a force of nature. And, and he lifted me like a baby out of that hole and carried me four decks and 30 foot seas up to there. And he sat by my side for the many, many hours that I was laying there waiting to be evac off the ship. And, um, just held it strong. Yeah. Huh. Pep talk. The guy looked is, like Thor. Is, is, he is he still around? It? Yeah, he's uh, you know, he's retired. Does he, he stay in touch in with him? He lives in Wyoming. Yeah, Pat Hutton. Huh. And he, he he pep force talked of you. Nature. Pep talked me through it. We just chatted, and you know, I had been on the other hand, I had done multiple extractions from wounded people on the boat. I'd deployed in a uh, rib to take a kid with a fr- uh, uh, compound fracture of his femur to another boat got flipped halfway had to head right the boat g- get another boat out to us with this kid screaming with a compound fracture in the middle of bering sea in the middle of a storm and th- you wow. know, i thought it was all fun until it was my ass that was in the sling how <laughs> big were the waves out there? well how it b- was choppy <laughs> you right. know like it's like uh, you, you get swells but the bering sea is known for chop right you know, it was winter um it's 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 a high frequency so 20 at 10 you right, know like right, or right. 15 at 12 yeah, like deadliest cat Kyle. Yeah, crap.
0: Yeah. Windy. And how big a boat were you on?
2: 210 uh, foot dragger, midwater dragger. Oh net. For cod. going uh-huh. For black cod. Got it. Mm-hmm. What's the
1: one thing that changed for you once? The obviously, your, you you know, obviously you lost your arm. What was the one thing that changed for you? Did, you, did your life flourish? No, I'm a lefty w- now. You're just now So you. <laughs> before, <laughs> so before you're righty.
2: I, w- I You know. I yeah. You know, it th- made me b- a better man. Yes. Yeah. So I flour. I don't know if I flourished, but it made me a. better And you've person. helped so many other people. I've tried. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you're. Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. I try. Yeah, and you can still, only like, try. It didn't call, slow you I down. Can't
2: say No, it slowed me down. It didn't stop me. There you go. And yeah. my mom always says, if it didn't slow you down, you'd be dead. <laughs> she's probably like, this right. It's a blessing. You know what? <laughs> you know what? She's <laughs> probably. She's probably right. You know? So. Well, you're knows?
0: pushing the envelope. So if, you, envelope, so if you slowed you're pushing down, pushing an
2: envelope on a paddleboard outside the kelp <laughs> at Pleasure Point these days, I know, right? Sitting there getting a suntan, you're gonna get eaten <laughs> hold alive. It. Yeah, hold well. it. Remember at the Jack O'Neill paddle out? Yeah. We saw that giant yeah! shark yeah. jump, and out? I paddled right up. No, you yeah, yeah. saw it. You're like Denholm. We just saw it like an eighteen footer. I'm like, yeah, perfect. Right when I arrived. <laughs> no,
0: it was like two minutes later. Everybody, no, true story. Jack we saw O'Neill, this huge Jack O'Neill paddle out, big right. shark jumps, big 10,000 splash. Ten thousand people in the water. Well, right. it Was before the paddle out. He but then, came cruising by. No, oh, he was there like a minute later. We're like, hey, Jeff, I, maybe you want to come in the boat. You're like, fuck it. <laughs> let him oh, bite my me.
2: Figures. No, I didn't say let him bite me. I was just like, it's just my luck that I paddle up. And you're like, we will believe what I saw. Your eyes were like saucers. No, you just sat Dude. up on your board, had your legs dangling down. You're like, what a shark?
1: Gnarly. That's your life, man. That's right.
2: Yeah. The Everyone's life of life Jeff right there. Right. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of sharks. Den
1: home.
0: Yeah. Well, in your paddles recently, no shark sightings? None. Okay.
2: No, I've been feeling better too the like I said, the brain injury let up and I'm feeling frisky again. Not doing anything long distance but five or six mile pals, I finally feel strong. I feel I'm super stoked on it. That's great news. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just you seem clear as day. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. you seem like you're 100% to me. Time.
1: The last time he was out of it.
2: Was I? It. Yeah, I was he stuck? was. Is that what you're was, saying? Yeah, you, you want were, your money back? Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little foggy. <laughs> yeah. Where's the smoke guy? Yeah. Uh, no, it's because I was in shock.
2: The I was standing guy? next to Wayne Lynch. That's right. I was like, ah, like, like ah. ah, what am I going to say? Nothing. That was me.
0: I was like, uh er. Uh, Wayne. Driving him
2: around well, the in thing is, you can't get him to say
1: anything either. I'm driving so him around in my Miata. He's Wayne Lynch. Wayne. He goes, take me a tour of the town.
2: I'm driving around in my Miata with Wayne Lynch. Two car. dudes in a Miata. Huh? Well, we all went to dinner at Star <laughs> Benny. The cla- well, it used to be that the, this show was on a radio station. This cla- yeah. And I really, I mean, it was classic. You go in this old, old KSCO mm-hmm. uh, radio station that I believe has been there since the 40s, yeah. right? Yeah. And broadcasting on AM radio, which has pretty wide projection and then you go in there and these all this old tube equipment and amps and it was like it was like almost like seeing one of those specials the music shows on tv when i was a kid that were from the 50s i like i felt like when i was going in there
0: yeah. i always felt like you could do an alien autopsy in there that's right I, I was always like, was oh what yeah. I was like it's like the where aliens yeah. get out and then, then we went down the street to start Benny and got drunk yeah. <laughs> and have you talked to Wayne Lynch recently? No, you haven't. Since then? No, we're not like you're not buddies. Pals. We are. <laughs> yeah, like
2: I sure. I mean, he's such a humble guy. He gets along with everybody. Yeah. And we were both Patagonia ambassadors, so it's like family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And does there
0: ever a, like a Patagonia ambassador like get together? Do you guys ever?
2: They've done a couple of those. <clears throat> it was a funny story. Like we all got in a room. I don't know what year it was. They brought out all climbers, you know, endurance athletes, surfers, skiers. You know, obviously, we have the best climbers in the world on our team, or or some of the best climbers in the world. And we're all in a room, and everybody had to introduce themselves and say um, their name and where they're from and what sport they did. And everybody's going through the room, and they're all, and I'm like, Yvonne's up on the stage, and the CEO, Rose, is up on the stage, and every ambassador in the company's there, like 100 ambassadors. And it gets to me, and I go, Jeff Denholm. Boston, Massachusetts, hockey ambassador, and everybody's like, and like I look up at Yvonne and he's just shaking his head like this, going, and like everybody's like, we have a hockey ambassador, we have a hockey ambassador, and I'm like, no, I'm like Happy more I wish I was a good enough hockey player to be pro. I'm like,
0: that's amazing, wow.
2: Jeff, thanks for coming to the show, buddy. It's over.
1: If you wanted to be. <laughs> That's it. We're kicking huh? you out. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. huh? So, do we need a guest next week? I call him back up. Yeah, yeah <laughs> We'll see. It. We'll have awesome. you. We'll have you back next week. What's that?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I'm glad you're doing great. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's great to see you. Oh, I hope that uh, I feel like you're gonna save a lot of animals and uh, and that with thing. this with your yeah. fire strong water technology. Strong, strong,
2: strong water. Strong water. Has given me so much and taken so much. It took my arm. You know, I grew up on the coast of Maine, in a lobstering town, fishing. I've been working on boats since I was 10 years old, running boats since I was 8 years old. And it just, like, the salt is in my blood. I mean, I didn't grow up surfing. I started at a later age, but it just infects, you know, like it does for most people. just uh, uh, Strongwater now. has a website. So like, yeah, systemscom And, uh, yep. Don't you wish, TC, that you
1: were his dad? Since the, the my trip, dad the trip, the trip to Miami. <laughs> he's only got, that's top secret. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah, his
0: secret Miami life. Right. I yeah. like it. I bang. like it. South Beach with Dad.
2: <laughs> yeah, Dad, we're gonna Dad we're gonna South Turn Beach. In eighty and South Beach and you're not going to that year alone, Pop. Yeah, that's no. well
0: it's a great that you took your dad to Miami for his eightieth. That's thanks, an awesome Jeff, story. To, thanks, guys. Well, thanks, yeah. Jeff, for coming yep. on the show. Uh, thanks everybody. Uh, somebody commented we weren't wearing really mask, but uh, we're okay. all we're friends. So. And then yeah. uh, yeah. uh, who's sorry. coming up
1: next? I got oh, who's coming? I forget. Pacific Roots is coming back on the show. Oh
0: man, those guys. Have
1: you heard those guys? Pacific, Pacific Roots. Right. Roots. Yeah. I told them, no so get good. no no mosh pit. No 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 yeah, no. Yeah, we no. they, they came and played
0: about a year ago. We had a mosh pit in yeah, here. Right, we got right. it got pretty what? serious. Yeah. In here? Yeah. The doors yeah. were open. The crowd came in. And it got heavy. Yeah, awesome. help uh, bring your resume by if you need a job. I also want to
1: thank uh, Joan Gums from the Aptos Times and Capitola Times for the. for the Any press is good press, right, DC? Absolutely. Any press is a good press. Thanks, John for the good press. Yeah. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, you want to knock out some sponsors while uh, we're Real got quick, chance? I want to give a shout out to uh, Captain John bearer Riber- Riber- of Coldwell Banker. Skipper the Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. By the way, you mm-hmm. can get back on the Chardonnay this week. I think they, they opened it hey, back open. up. Right? All charter boats are and in if, business. If you're looking for a house to rent, house to buy or sell, Santa Cruz Homes by Captain John Rivera, Santa Cruz Mountain Brewery, they're open. I, I saw that you were over there. Oh, I haven't been over yet, but I'm going back. out to see my, my f- Emily, the owner, and I'm going to have my favorite beer, the uh, the uh, Amber. I should invite you For a beer
2: I like the ciders now I'm off the beer Mm. You want the ciders? Killing the gluten Going with the ciders Sean Rovi Farmers
1: insurance So I stopped by The other day And told him Mm -hmm. Sean He's scared out of his mind Oh he is he? Yeah Oh fuck Sean who? Rovi He's a buddy of mine So Manresa He does not want to Is he retired from Manresa now? He's still go, he, he's go, they, oh, they're going to the safe zone, which is 50 yards down the beach in front of the, ho- yeah, front no of the hotel. There. <laughs> yeah, there's no sharks there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to thank uh, Figs from Surf City Sandwich. Congratulations, you, Fig. Fig, and open up your uh, new, new location in uh, Arizona. Yep. I want to thank Brother Timmy Poto. Woo, Timmy. Thanks, Brother Timmy. Chill Out Cafe. What's going on with Chill Out Cafe? Where's John? No idea. Wow. No we, we idea. Would like
0: t- John, if you're watching, please reopen the Chill Out
1: Cafe. Yeah. Because I want you to roll me a fatty. Chill Out I you know uh, also want to sh- give a shout-out to uh,
2: People's Coffee. Got the shirt on. Very nice. Curtis,
1: simply the best coffee in town. The listening stack for your custom-made earplugs at the listening stack. Mm-hmm. Get
2: ghost Riders, Santa Cruz. we got a shout uh, You can say a shout whoever to ghost you want. Riders. Yeah,
1: that's your, that's your crew. Uh, give a shout-out to Numa from Aloha Island Gorilla right down the street. Is Feather Snake still gigging? Feather, Feather Snake's got a problem. Uh-oh. Uh, the band member quit, so I think they got a bit, Numa, bit, bit of an issue. Newman, we got to get you on the show. Oh, is it? What's going on with the uh, opera singer? I don't know. Chrissy? Is she coming back? She says she's coming back. Maybe can we'll get s- some opera in here. Uh, some the some kayak conne- kayak connection. You can now get kayaks down at the harbor or El Consul. Harbor. Go down there and see the kayak connection. Also, mm-hmm. the wave clock, your nautical station for waves and tides, showing you real-time ocean conditions at thewaveclock.com. Also, pizza one and Aptos. You've been hanging out there, oh, huh? Dude, that place is 50 <laughs> yards from my house. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. Along with Marianne's. What is it? Uh-oh. <laughs> pizza one?
2: Yeah. yeah. It's good? Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: dude. Clay, like also, the Goblin
2: pizza?
1: It's over there on Aptos. Right. Yeah, by, by, right, by, right by Manuel's. I want to thank Jamie Jansen from Santa Cruz Core and Rehab. So much to offer to achieve optimal health. Please visit SantaCruzCore.com. And last but not least, I've been, I've been mowing on these. Thanks, you, Ed, from Rogue Pies. <laughs> Dude, roguepies.com. R-o-g-u-e-p-y-e-s for some tasty. How many calories do you get a day, dude? Look at you, dude. Oh no, hey, I
0: the Corona's been good to me. Yeah, I'll tell corona, you what, right? I got we the Coronas have, right you there. You and I have not missed a meal lately.
1: <laughs> nope. Did I miss anybody? Uh, I think that's it. I want to thank Mr. Jeff Denholm. Thank Thanks, to you, man. To, to come back you. on the Thank show. Thank you very much. It's always yep. good to see you, my friend. Yep. always good, yeah. good to see you. You look see great. Sounds great. See you next week right with a bunch of other guests. Pacific Roots is coming back. Love it. Uh, and who else is coming on? I have no idea. but. Um, yeah. Uh, I got There's some hush hush concerts coming up. on the set One this Saturday that I'm doing. You mm-hmm. Hush hush concerts. On the roof. And one you know, I'm not doing the roof anymore. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. All right. That sounds great. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the yeah. Off the Lip Radio Show. Tyler Fox on Santa Cruz Waves. Thank you. T Fox. For sharing us, T Fox. We'll see everybody next week. Good night.
2: He's like,